back. Another episode of Question Point Pod. I'm your host, Vince. I am Belinda. And we are glad to be back. Woohoo! So- <laughs> well, you told me I didn't have excitement. It's exciting. <laughs> I see. Now you got it. We're juiced to be back. And there's a lot going on. Sure is. Yeah. So, with that being said, I propose a question. Okay. I was thinking back, because we did the 80s last week. Mm-hmm. I was thinking back, I used to get really excited about cartoons. Like, Saturday morning, when I was young. Right. Get really excited about cartoons. And there was certain things that I watched and got hyped about. But then I was thinking about how I would look at it now. Right. So... Taking, like, your favorite cartoon, let's say Scooby-Doo, right? Like, how would you look at Scooby-Doo now? Well, they're still around. <laughs> Actually, he has a movie out. Um, I mean, they're still funny, but as you're older, you realize it's the same stuff over and over and over and over again. But basically, TV is a lot of that. So I guess I can't hold that against them. I mean, we all have the ways we try to look at... The, People are now looking at the characters as if they're real people, you know. Oh, Sur- that's, that's exactly. Surfer, surfer, you know, all that. And I think that's just taken too much. That's exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. Now, I don't, know, I don't really want to do that to cartoons. I mean, because cartoons are cartoons, and I guess I never got into stuff like that. Take, for instance, Popeye. I was looking at that, thinking about it, and going, there's no way. Listen, Olive. If you like me, then you like me. Yeah. This I, whole Brutus thing. Yeah, I didn't really like Popeye because um, I didn't like that. And I didn't like um, sometimes how she was treated just as a female was treated. But, yeah, the whole back and forth thing. And I didn't really like that. And I don't know if I didn't like it because it made women seem wishy-washy or if I just didn't like it because she couldn't make up her mind. But, yeah, I was never a big Popeye fan. I mean, that was my whole thing is that obviously that cartoon, you wouldn't even be able to do that now as far as how she was manhandled sometimes. Right, right. And all that. But if you just go, yeah, with, you just the, go with it, the whole yeah. process of her and her, her choice of a men, it was just, it was just hilarious to me. I was like, if I'm Popeye, yeah, I'm going. Hey, Brutus, you can have her. Yeah. I can't do this anymore. I'm going to go hang out with some people who I can get down with. Right. Exactly. Like Wimpy. Right. Just go eat hamburgers and stuff. (laughs) No, I I agree. I wasn't too fond of that one. I would take my kids sweet pea. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And just head on out. Exactly. Get on a boat with my, my spinach. And just peace out. Let's go. It was just a thought that popped in my head. And I was just wondering how, through my lens now, right. how, how it all think. go off for me. Another cartoon I like, Josie and the Pussycats. Really enjoyed Josie and the Pussycats. Yeah, so did I. So did I. Um, and I enjoyed the movie that came out in the 80s. What was it? 90s. 90s. It was. It, they didn't come out until the nineties. Yeah, okay. Tara Reid was in that, oh. so no, no, no eighties okay. for her. Yeah, 
I mean, she was probably alive in the 80s, but I'm right. talking about her stature. stature. And yeah. Do you remember who was in that movie? No. Like, Rosario Dawson was in that movie. Was she really? Yeah. Now I got to go watch it again. Yeah. And uh, what's that girl's name? Um, Lee. She was in She's All That. Lee Cook. Oh, yeah. I kind of. Yeah. I mean, okay. Yeah. Yeah, no, I just so, want to watch it for Rosario. Oh, absolutely. But, I mean, something like that where, what was it? Oh, girl's name. Um, the, the brunette with the stripe in her hair. I don't, I don't remember the name. I think it was like Victoria or something like that or something. I don't know. Yeah. But could you imagine like now? Right. You're a band trying to get it going and you always got this person like causing calamity. Right. Like, oh, no, you got to go. Yeah, exactly. Just... Like, oh, hey, we're trying to make this money. <laughs> exactly. We're trying to get on. Yeah. So listen, you're the weakest link. <laughs> you bye bye. Goodbye. <laughs> It's just funny how you look at things now. And I just, I was cracking up because how I did look at things now. And then just going back to like eight-year-old Vince (laughs) and going, this is the, just the wonderment and the, all the magic of like Saturday morning cartoons. I know. It really was magical and wonderful. How excited I was. I was super hyped. Yeah. Well, you had a lot of sugar cooked, sugar Cereal, I'm sure. And a lot of adrenaline running through my body. Exactly. Oh, just like, kind I'm of vibrating. Ready. I'm ready for Saturday morning. I cannot wait. Yep. <laughs> and then there was um, there was G.I. Joe. Now, oh, okay. G.I. Joe was interesting because it came on during the weekdays after school. And it was episodic. It would happen every day. Oh, okay. So... It was worth following. It was worth following. But here's the one thing now that I look back on it. They was, there was a lot of shooting. <laughs> there was a lot of bullets. Okay. But nobody ever got shot. Well, they couldn't really show the violence for... I mean, I know they showed the violence for Tom and Jerry and everything else. But maybe since it was supposed to be a human, they didn't want kids scarred. Right. So now they just think they can shoot it all up and nobody gets hurt. That's much better. It was amazing. Now, planes would get shot out of the sky. Right. In this show. There'd be people who got captured and tortured, supposedly, because they'd be put in, like, a lion's den. Okay. That was all all off screen or during the commercial, right? No, you see it. You would see them. Like, there would be, like, Duke. He'd get captured by Cobra Commander or Destro. Okay. And he'd be in their camp. And they would basically do things for sport and they would put him with like a a stick and he'd fight off tigers. Oh, okay, but he always won. Oh yeah, absolutely. Okay. Nothing ever saying. ever happened to this right, cat. Right, right. No limbs were torn or Yeah. And nothing happened to the rendered. make-believe tiger. <laughs> right. He <laughs> just like put him no in a No tigers coma were or harmed in this cartoon. <laughs> there were no there were no animals harmed in this cartoon whatsoever. Okay. Just wanna, you know. Well, that sounds good. So Peter couldn't be upset. That sounds good. Um but it was just funny to me, not still to this day, if I heard the song, oh yeah, you know, I would be like, there it is. It'll take you back. Right. But now looking back at it going, oh, no, no one <laughs> in this show. We're trying to get rid of basically terrorism and the scarier part, homeland terrorism ah. with Cobra Commander. Right. So they knew something. Right. 
So my whole thing is like, wait, nobody goes, nobody dies. That explains the problem they're having now. Not that they need to kill everybody, but they're using G.I. Joe 70s and 80s cartoons. I don't know. As training? I have no idea. Okay. But I do know. Side note, sorry. I was looking at it and thinking back going like, nobody dies. And Cobra Commander always has a new plan. <laughs> but then well. some of his plans are thwarted by his own people because there's infighting. Okay. That's believable. So you have that. I was just taking a walk back yeah. through memory lane and then trying to go in eight-year-old event, eight to 11. Let's just right. go there. And then now, mm-hmm. just trying mm-hmm. to see it through my eyes now. And it was just, I mean, obviously Tom and Jerry, Bugs Bunny, all of those. Yeah. With mallets. And <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. I mean. <laughs> you imagine today. Yeah, they don't. <laughs> no. I don't think that will work. Yeah. I think the only time that I've ever seen something where you know, a fictional character died was when it was in comic books. Oh, death of Superman. Oh, okay. Death of Batman. Right. All that. It was real life. Right. You know, like, oh, (laughs) crazy. What? I know. What are we going to do now? What's happening? What's going to happen in Gotham now? Tune in next week and buy the next comic book to find out. And be all over it. I know. Be all over it. It was <laughs> be super bad. Like, what? Oh no! Yeah, well, oh, somebody has to rise from the ashes. I know, right? <laughs> Who will it be this time? <laughs> oh man! We're watching some show and it actually had like TV commercials because we weren't behind so we weren't fast forwarding and I don't think it was sports um, I think it was something like on some other channel that you know has shows but the TV commercials <laughs> just one after another we're talking about you know in this time of the pandemic you know we're trying to move forward and this company is helping us move forward this way and this company is helping us move forward this way and all that and it just felt like one really long sarah mclaughlin animal rescue commercial but it was for humans and it just after a while it was just like mind-numbing but like i said it was just it was a whole block of commercials so I mean you know could have been four to six minutes are you talking about like the Allstate commercials and all that no the ones who like make things well Allstate during the time when they Allstate's commercial was like we're just here to help are you talking about like the American Express small business commercial just everything yeah small business and um you know we used to make this now we make masks and yeah just a whole bunch of we're here for you or Someone's here for you. Anyway, it just felt kind of depressing because it was like for humans. <laughs> I'm like, we're now a sob commercial, you know? I mean, they're basically letting them know that. Oh, I know. I mean, it's what everybody has to do. Right. But when you get them all together. <laughs> what she wants is a well-placed beer <laughs> ad where there's a dog with like a funny hat. Right. Going to grab like 
beers. Even the beer, even the beer ads are like you know, you can come together or just not come together. I mean, mm. just everything has it in it somewhere. And I know it's what it is, but it's just the future, and it's just kind of ironic that now we're the species that needs saving. Welcome to 2020. I know. <laughs> really? I know. I mean, I know there's nothing really, to say about it. Welcome to 2020. I just felt that I just was sitting there looking at it. And I'm like, you oh know, my god. Where, where everything is weird. Yes, it is. Everything is different, and people are dealing with it in different ways, and they're just trying to figure it all out. I know. Because, I mean, really, when you come down to it, what you've been able to do creatively, how have you adjusted right. through this whole period? Right. Some people become real super crafty. Some people have turned to lighthearted humor. Right. Some people have turned to... Oh, I'm gonna binge these shows that I never, you never know, seen. that I never saw. Right. Um, so it just, it just depends. Everybody's oh. trying to find a way to kind of deal with it. I understand what you're saying. Like it was like one well, it was after the commercials. another, one after another. Yeah. Because I mean, Facebook is full of what everybody's trying to do and how they're trying to, and Instagram is full of all the interesting and, you know, imaginative things. People have come up. People have learned instruments. People have learned languages. You know, people have put on plays by themselves. I mean, a whole bunch of stuff like that but the commercials were more like uh you know we're trying to persevere type thing so it just they all had like an undertone but like you said welcome to 2020 yeah and i mean it's also trying to uh, to humanize themselves right well that's yeah i mean they all need to and they're all doing very well at it i mean they are it just seems like something that um you don't want to be hit over the head with well no 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 no, not even that it just seems like something that you've seen in a movie I mean, it seemed like ads that you would see in Blade Runner, like the first Blade Runner, when mm. it was done before bad things happened. You know, mm. I mean, it just seemed like not stuff. Real. Well, yeah, and but it is real, but it's stuff that you've seen in sci-fi and stuff in the future, and, you know, it's just, it's all coming true, really, <laughs> one way or another. It's all coming true. So, yeah, it just seemed like these were big ads. You know, um, Blade Runner and a couple other places, um, the one with Mila, Fifth Element. They had big um, poster, like, ads, talking ads outside of buildings and stuff. And it just seemed like an ad that would be, like, there in that desolate area. Maybe we'll see Bruce Willis outside our house with a flying car. A that would flying be cool. taxi. That would be cool. Right. And Chris Tucker. <laughs> I would love for Chris Tucker to be on the radio. And you know this man? Exactly. Shout out to Chris Tucker. So, I've been really on this gratitude kick. Yes, you have. I felt disempowered to say things on my social media outlets because of the fact that there's a lot going on in the world, whether it be politics mm-hmm. and just other things that shouldn't be going on. And I felt like I needed to go ahead and, and express some joy. It's a good idea. Um, yeah, and it actually came from my pastor, Jeff Levine. Shout out to Bethany Church in Long Beach. Shout out to you, Bethany fam. Love y'all. And he talked about basically in Acts how the church 
what created a church. Oh, okay. And one of the things that creates a church is basically showing God's light. You know, just being someone who is doing things for others, being patient, being um, just a really good person to the community. And I was thinking about it. One of the things that I talked about in my speech when I graduated the mission um, after some real dark times is just the outpouring of love that happens in that place to keep it running because it's it runs on 100% donations. Yes. So there are thousands and thousands of, of just basically countless faces that just pour in money because they believe in the work that right. they're doing. And it got me to thinking about jo- Joanne Tunnell. She was there a lot. I don't know her actual schedule. I want to say she was there at least like four or five days out of the week. That is something a, like that. That is a lot for volunteer. Yeah. And she was just the sweetest person, very mild-mannered, just a good woman of God. Yeah. And she was just incredible. Um, always had a smile for you. Always seemed to know everyone's name <laughs> that she came in contact with. Yeah, that's cool. And also what she would do for the fellas when they graduated mm-hmm. is there'll be a card. And in the card, there'll be a note. Aww. In that note, it's talking about God and how God has worked on you. And, you know, I see it and, and you know, how I just wish nothing but blessings for you in the future and there was also something else in it yeah um that's cool and it was just it was just beautiful yeah you know it's just things that she does for the guys that graduate and it's something that i've never forgotten i've never forgotten that day the envelope the card and i just wanted to really just kind of say this is what it is to show God's exactly. I mean, that's God's plan at work, right? You know, whether you're a believer or not, I understand that some of this stuff is not for you. I get it and stuff like that. So just indulge me for a second and then I will. I will digress. But I just wanted to, you know, whether you feel it's just somebody just being a good civil citizen or how I believe that they are, you know, showing God's light. Right. What, however you choose to kind of parse that out for yourself is on you. Uh, this is not to shame anybody into reading the Bible. You know, everybody is welcome. Uh, but this is what this is what I believe, and this yeah. is how I kind of get down. So I'm gonna speak on how how, how I do and how it affects you. Yeah, how it yeah. affects me. That makes sense. So you know, the one thing I was also talking about is the podcast and how I would I want it to be this thing that comes in every week and just brightens your day. Maybe sometime gives you something to think about. Right. And but for the most part, hopefully there's some laughs. Exactly. Some, you know, kind of break the mood yeah. of all the stuff that's going on. Yeah. And this is the tools that, that right. I right. believe God has given me to give out to everybody else. Right. So you know, it, it just got me going that way. So my question to you is, who has impacted you outside of God in the last three years? And what part of your mindset did they affect or change? 
Hmm. Okay. Well, in the last three years, I've had a bunch because I was in the mission. I was in Lydia House. So the whole staff there, um, the staff that I had was Tanya, who's the who leads the women's NLP program, which is the New Life program. And um, so definitely Tanya. And then below her was Christina. I had um, the lady who was doing case management when I started. Erica, yes. I'm like, aren't you going to tell me what it is? Are you just going to look at me? <laughs> I'm just going to look at you and flail. Well, thanks a lot. Um, Erica did a lot, actually. She was the first three months that I was there. And she just helped me realize a lot of stuff. And then I went to the New Life program where there was Tanya, there was Christina. Um, well, Anna. outside, I'm, what I'm trying to get at is that, yeah, I dealt with the Sean, right. Sean Purdy of the world's Jeff Levine when he was there. Right. Now he's just my now, lead yeah. pastor at Bethany. Yeah, Church. no, he was big for me too because. But what I was trying to talk outside of the people that you would see. Well, the biggest people, but they're people from that I met at Bible study there, but I'm still in contact with them, and I still see greatly what they do every day, how they live it. Um, Becky from Seacoast Grace, she just, she lives it. I mean, every day, she's literally, like, doing something through the church or doing something for her, through herself that is helping other people, and she just is always a shining beacon, and it just makes you think of, what you would like to see in yourself. I would like to be emitting God's light like that. The other one is Nicole from the Bible studies. She, I met her there as Bible studies. She came to my graduation. I invited her to the dinner. And since this COVID thing, she has started to do, she's done the Bible studies online. We used to see her once a month at the house, um, sometimes two if we were lucky, but on her own, she set up with the ladies at Lydia House. She does it Monday and she does it Friday. And she lets other graduates come in and do it. And just seeing her life day to day and the way she lives it and the way she handles problems and the way she'll help you if you're having a problem, it's just like, I mean, literally, you see God's light just shining behind her. I mean, I see her in pictures and I can see it. It's just she's so filled with it. And that makes me realize that it is possible. You just have to continue to do your best and continue to listen to God and let him shine through you. And I, you know, fail every day, but I get up the next day and I try again and I try again. Um, and I do the best that I can because it doesn't hurt. I mean, no matter what anybody says, it doesn't hurt. And helping people is always why I thought we were here. So where do you think that maybe Nicole and Becky have helped, like, your mindset? Um, they've talked to me. They've helped me during problems. Um, but just seeing them and seeing them that they could have a life and do that and that it can just come naturally. I mean, I know they have struggles when it's not natural, but they still do it. But 99.999% of the time, it's just coming natural from them. It's just their reaction. It's just gorgeous. 
So it just makes me want to feel the love inside me that I know they feel. That's cool. So. That's cool. I think the only reason I picked out Joanne was just because of the fact of she worked in the kitchen. So, I mean, literally, so hot days. Yeah, I was going to say. All that. That's hard. You know. That's hard. With a smile on her face. And just with such a giving heart. And she didn't do it just, like I said, she didn't do it just on like Thanksgiving, Christmas, and Easter. Right. She was there a lot. Yeah. I want to say honestly, I believe she was there like four times a week, if not more. Yeah. We didn't really have people there like that, but we had... um, because we had different people come in. We Everybody we saw, we saw like once a month. But um, church groups would come in, and we would have a Bible study. And then sometimes they would serve the food that night. They would bring the food and give it to us, service. Or someone else was the person who did the food that night. Like Becky didn't do Bible study. They came every two weeks. Um, and when they came, they fed us. They played bingo with us. And they had prizes. I mean, like real prizes. You've seen some of the jewelry that I've gotten from there. Um, they always had body wash or shampoo and stuff. It seemed like if when you were about to run out and you needed something, bingo would come around and you could get something that you needed. And then they had books and they had um, word searches. And they had, I mean, they just had nice prizes. Every once in a while they'd have a Bible cover or you know some kind of cross with a saying. They would get things from there from their parishioners and Becky was always like you know we're just really blessed for what we get so they brought that to the ladies which you know we weren't used to I mean we were used to it because they did it but I mean we didn't get stuff like that every night Um, and then when Nicole came and she did her Bible studies she always had like some visual or some printout or something to like help you remember it and feel it and you can just see the time that these people put in doing it and it's really really humbling I mean, because we would see people 20 to 25 nights out of the month who were coming in, and all the different people, I mean, after, it's just really humbling, and you get to hear stories different ways, and I would like to go back and do something like that sometime, or do it somewhere else, do something. Um, That's kind of why I wanted to do this podcast. Yeah, no, definitely. Because I wanted to give love to where I came from. Yeah. Um, it's funny, lately I've been on a kick about my testimony. Right. And kind of just, you right. know, I haven't said my testimony in a while. I mean, obviously due to pandemic, due to other reasons, right. I just haven't said it. Right. And it got me to thinking that, um, you know, I'm living a, a normal life now. Right. I'm living a life without being altered. Right. Um, so I'm like three and a half, more than three and a half years sober. I know. I'm so proud of you. So um, that's good. And if anybody hasn't heard my story, um, I grew up in a in a household that was dysfunctional, would be putting it mild. Um I grew up in a in a in a house of addicts and people who abused alcohol, and I turned to it 
alcohol when I was like 14. I've had earlier right. forays, but when I really turned to it, it's like 14. Yeah, see, that's what grade is that? Um, either eighth or ninth, depending on where you are in school. Okay, so either in the middle school or beginning of mm-hmm. high. I right. mean, that's a long time. Um, I've told my wife stories about taking my SATs literally drunk. Yep. Um, you know, and then there was some dark days, obviously. Um, really, in a sense, like lost my children because of my alcoholism. Right. And God bless their mother. Shout out to Karen Blanks um, and Quentin Blanks. And shout out to my kids, Ryan and Kelsey. Um, they became good citizens of the world without me having anything to do with it because I had to get myself straight. Yeah. I just wasn't able to c- communicate with their mom. And we just, things going on that yeah. I just couldn't deal with. And alcohol wasn't helping. Just oh, yeah. by the way. It's, it's like fuel to the fire or right. whatever right just, just putting more kerosene on yeah so i traveled to boston and i learned a lot in boston i was still doing a lot of the same stuff i was doing you know right and i want to say about four four god it might be five now i've been probably back four or five years now four somewhere in there four years um back from boston and really i was at the end of my rope because I'm now starting to drink rubbing alcohol and when I say staying altered was like the mode just like my mission in life that, that was, was it. it yeah that was it you know it was bad and you know the Long Beach Rescue Mission took me in um they gave me a place to be they gave me structure and they helped me a lot. So, I mean, and they got me to where I needed to be, which was at a point where I could allow God to to come in. Right. So, <clears throat> shout out to Chaplain Zimmerman, Chaplain Ed Robertson. Shout out to Jason King. Shout out to Robert Probst, the executive director of the Long Beach Rescue Mission. Because these are people that I saw every day. And I don't know how many times I had conversations with Sean Purdy or Jason King about where I was, where I was at. And I'm sure a lot of times they were just shaking their head going, I hope this kid gets it. I know, really they do that a lot. Pray, Not just you, I mean, they do it for everybody. Really pray that this kid gets it. So, it just had me thinking about that. I just wanted to show love to them because without them, I don't have anything of what I have right now. And, you know, obviously you know how I feel that God has put me in this position to do this. So, you know, I just felt like I needed to go ahead and talk it through. And do that whole situation. So shout out to Samaritan House. I hope those men in there are getting 
right with God and getting right with themselves and so they can get back to their families and reconnect that way. Shout out to Lydia House and Tanya and Christina and Maggie who do great work over there. Hopefully get those ladies right with God and back to their families and living a productive life. But I also want to give love to like people like Gay and she does everything. She's in the band. I know, that's everywhere I look. When I, I first met her, and then like every time I turn around, she's like doing something else. I'm like, wait, isn't that? He's like, yeah, that's her. <laughs> I think like if there was a place to sell tickets, she would do that too. Uh-huh. Oh, I got to think the O'Toole, because that's what I call her. I know her name is Lori O'Toole. Lori she's... O'Toole is one of the best people on the face of the planet, and I have no idea why I started calling her the O'Toole. O'Toole. No, no disrespect or any derogatory meant towards that. She oh, yeah. just runs. I think you were just being cute. The show. She's she's one of the other ladies. Um, probably the first one outside of the mission itself, like coming to the mission and stuff. When I was in the mission, the ladies were invited to go to an if gathering, and it was at Bethany Church, and I sat at the table with her, and she was just so welcoming. And so, I mean, she just, she glows, too. I mean, I look at her and I see light behind her because it just comes so normally and naturally to her. And, yeah, she's another one. Much love, much love. She's, she's helped me in ways she doesn't even know she's helped me. She trusted me with doing a beach cleanup because we didn't have anybody to do the beach cleanup. Mm. I'm like, why don't we have it? She's like, because you haven't signed up. I'm like, okay, I'll mm. do it. I mm. mean, and it was just... She's she has she's helped me so many different ways. And then Bethany Church has the James Brown of Bethany Church. Do you know who that is? It's got to be someone singing, but I'm not sure who. No, oh, it's not. Then I don't know. Andrea Hendricks. Yes. She's the one when I started going to there, I started um I went one week and then I signed up to do the greeting. And she was the one in charge of the greetings at that time. And she just other has than, done so much and she doesn't know it. Other than O'Toole and Gay Chaot, Andrea Hendrix seems like she drops from the sky half the time. I know, right? Because she's everywhere. I can be in the back coming from like Bible study to go to like the main sanctuary. And for some reason, I've seen her in the back and in the front. Like oh, at the same time. Within a uh, 30-second <laughs> period. I know. So, obviously, that place has some kind of hidden uh, passages. Or, it's those or she just drops out the I sky. I think it's the floaty clothes she wears. Yeah. I think it really helps. Aerodynamic. Exactly. So she can fly. <laughs> I think she does. Yeah. You know, and it's just, like, things like that and how, how awesome they've been to the fam. Yes. Throughout the years. Literally... This podcast is on the backs of every last one of those people that I talked mm-hmm. about. Yeah, it is. Um, it also is on the back of Celebrate Recovery. Um, yeah, you went to Celebrate Recovery at Bethany, didn't you? Yes, I did. Yeah. Shout out to CR at Bethany. Yeah. We went a couple different places. We started going to Seacoast Grace, and it was a drive out there, but 
it was totally worth it. I mean, CR everywhere. Um, and there was nothing wrong with the one on Woodruff. We just, I think we wound up going to the CR at Seacoast Grace because of Becky yeah. and stuff. I know they used to pick people up. Yeah. So. You know how I've been like this week. Yeah. You saw how I was when I saw that we were on Amazon Music. Yeah, shout out, Shout out to Amazon for bringing us on board. I know. That was so cool. And I was telling you how quickly Apple was getting our pods up. Yeah. And then the thing that blew my mind the most was when I put Spotify on TV. That was I saw really... my own podcast. I was grateful, humble, and blown away. Do not articulate how I feel right now. So I definitely wanted to take time give myself enough room to thank the people that are allowing me to get this podcast out to people because without the Sean Purdy's of the world, without the Jeff Levine's of the world, without the gay chaos of the world, without the Lori O'Toole's of the world, without the Andrea Hendricks of the world, without the Jason King's of the world, without the Chaplain Zimmerman's of the world and Chaplain Ed Robinson's of the world. This is not possible. No, it isn't. I mean, definitely it isn't. So it's not. Yeah, seeing it on TV, that was like eye opening, but it was also like ear opening. That was really wild. Yeah, that was so cool. That was cool. Yeah, I was I was geeking out America and UK and Canada. I'm not gonna limit myself. Ghana, where <laughs> you at? Italy, there where you, you at? But yeah, that was yeah, really that was fun. Really, I was like, I'm on TV. Yeah, I know. <laughs> well, we usually sit there and we Weird. listen to it on the speaker, you know, so throwing it on the TV was great. It was a blessing. Yeah. And it was just, I just felt like I needed to go ahead and shout those people out, give them love, Seacoast Grace. I remember when you used to come over to the guy's side on Thursdays. So yep. shout out to you on that as well. Seacoast Grace, every Christmas, would bring a quilt handmade by someone in the organization in their church, and they had a quilt for every single lady and every single child, which could be, like, up to 55. And we each got to pick our own quilts. Bethany, I still have quilts from them. Bethany would come every month, and they would bring food and pastries. and I mean, it just yeah. looked like. Christmas time. Yeah. So, I mean, we just, that's what I'm saying. There's just a lot of people out there. I wanted to kind of shed light on some positive because we have been going through some dark times yes, we in have. our country. And I just wanted to say, okay, yes, this is true. But there are people out there. There are. Doing real work. There are. For the common good of mankind. Yep. And I just wanted to shout them out. And that's how I felt. Very good. There it is. Speaking of for the common good, this is just a little thing I saw on that Nextdoor app that people are painting. And I mean, people have been doing this for a long time, but now it's like a big resurgence because of everything that's going on and there's clubs and everything you know rock painting has kind of become something of a thing 
Nicole people are painting rocks. Yeah, Nicole had gotten a kit for Marley, and it's just it's usually used like flatter rocks and stuff. But people are just painting little messages, heartfelt or uplifting messages and stuff, and they're leaving them around in areas where people would find them, like just on a walk. Like I would leave one somewhere, and then someone else walking down the street would just come and find it, and it's just a random little good message that they can either pick up and take with them or they can say, oh, that's weird. What's that? Okay, it's uplifting. I'll leave it there for someone else. So I thought that was a really good thing to start. And so, I don't know. I was thinking about maybe starting doing something like that. That's cool. Yeah. I'm on that. Yeah, I just I'll thought. I'll help you I just, with words if you would like. Yeah, no, definitely, because you're sure. my wordsmith, so you definitely will. <laughs> so, yeah, shout out to the anonymous people who are writing messages of hope. And uplift people. Shout out to you. You remember those Budweiser commercials? The here's to exactly. Here's to you. Here's to you. Exactly. That's what we need foam, more of. Number. What was it? Foam. Foam. Number. Foam finger guy. Foam finger guy. Yeah. Always there. Rain or shine. Yeah. No, those were good. So yeah, this is a shout out to those people. <laughs> Maybe we should just start that weekly. Yeah. <laughs> shout out. And say it like that. Exactly. Here's to you, garbage. Pick her up, we're present. <laughs> Without you, our streets would be smelly. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah. So I, saw, so, I saw that. And so it just kind of went on with what you were saying. We could sing it just like the guy did in the Budweiser commercial. Okay. We'll work on it. Yeah. It was like anonymous, quote, uplifting person, leaving, ro- leaving <laughs> on rocks. I don't know what to say. But stuff like that. Yeah. Alright, that's okay. cool. I have a confession to make. And what it be? <laughs> it's gonna really shock you. I can't wait. I found this out I guess about two months ago. Two months ago. But you have to know, you know, I worked at Walmart for two and a half years selling this item. And I did not know this. When the girls start talking about getting one, I'm talking about the switch. When she started talking about getting one, I knew the handheld ones. We knew exactly what they were. And I was, Mm -hmm. you know, so then we're talking and then there was a game that she wanted to play. And I said, well, you can't play that on that one, can you? I said, you need the regular switch, right? She said, yeah, probably. She said, yeah. And then, you know, we looked up. Yeah, she did need the regular switch for that. And I said, but then you got to have a TV to play it on, right? Yup. Well, there seems to be another way to play the switch. And it comes in the box that I've always sold. And I didn't know what that little black piece was. I always thought it was like the charging thing or something. No, that's the screen. I had no clue until Yo. two months ago Yo. that that thing came with a screen. Yo, yeah, I could help you out with that. You can <laughs> plug it into the TV or you can do it with the little thing. Yeah. I know. I thought you would really get a kick out of that. Yeah. Oh, ho, 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 I know, ho, right? Ho. I was just like, oh, my God. What department did you work in, Belinda? Um, The electronics department. And in that electronics department, did you sell Nintendo Switches? I sold a lot of Nintendo Switches, and you had to... Personally, like, unlock the door, get down, grab the box, lock the door again, carry the box to the cash register, you know, look at the box, 
and I had no clue that that was a screen inside of there. Okay, so <laughs> this is a little PSA from your, from your boy Vince. If you're going to Walmart, <laughs> you best do your own research. No, I was very good on a lot of other Lock stuff. Lock it in. That's why it really boggles my mind that I just never, or that nobody ever mentioned it. Or it was never like brought up in conversation for me to think, huh, maybe I should look at this box again. <laughs> I was totally embarrassed. The funny part is like they, even with your illness and what has been going on with you. Uh-huh. They still want you back because you were an incredible worker. I know, right? Don't tell them what I didn't know. No, no. Hey, America, everybody else, don't tell. It's our secret. Walmart. Like, and on the border of Long Beach and Lakewood. I so knew, I knew you would get kicked out of that. I had to save it. So you sat there and did not know that this thing had a screen? Nope. You just thought it was magical? Well, it just no, had I, like thought, a, I thought you had to have a TV. That's what I said to the girl. I was like, but you have to be in front of a TV to use it, right? <laughs> and she's like, no. I'm like, uh-huh. No. She's like, no, there's a... Screen. I'm like, what are you saying, girl? Yeah, there's a screen. <laughs> yeah, she's like, no, it comes with screen. So I'm like Googling it. Yeah. I'm like, oh, contents. Why would you... Because <laughs> I, I mean, I just didn't know. Think. And then when she said it, I was like, but I said screen. Because the difference people. would be that... It would be a console, like a Xbox That's what or I thought a PS. It was. No. But, I mean, like I really, really said, I had no clue. And I just, I did. I thought it was a console like the PS4 and the... <sighs> Her geekiness only goes so yeah, far. Yeah, no, it does. And so, then, but like, see, I never when you hit me it, with the video game, about it. If you would have hit me with the video game, I I'd told you all about it. And see, a Switch is often what I've thought I would want, because I like, you know, the cute little games and stuff. But... I knew I didn't want a solo one, the handheld one, but now I know. Now you know. And what is knowing? Knowing is being informed. What's Knowing is... The more you know. The more I know, the more I grow. Well, there it is. I grew two months ago <laughs> because of the 12-year-old. Wow. <laughs> Ooh. She just kind of looked at me and was like, okay. Okie doke. <laughs> I thought you'd like that. Okay. There it is. <laughs> Two months. Yep. <laughs> I know. I, I know. Words, You're like man. speechless. I'm just. Okay. I don't even know what to say about that. <laughs> I know. I, I'll say this again. If you go into Walmart. <laughs> Do your research. No, because the workers there are in the electronics department because they've stayed there. They are very knowledgeable, and they they are people who have switches, so they know. Trust me, they know. They know about the games, and they know how they work, and they know what you need to have. And a lot of times if people had questions about the switch, I would send them over to somebody just because I'd never played it in the games and, like, what they would like for their kid and stuff like that. Or you can hit me up on Twitter. <laughs> He'll be happy to help you. At question point underscore V. <laughs> and I'll answer all your electronic questions that you need. I can answer a lot of them, but obviously, well, now I can answer that one, but now my credibility is probably gone for a while. So I'll work on it. Wow. Yeah, maybe. We'll <laughs> see how that. <laughs> Woo. That was good. Okay. Okay. All these ants, you know, they're outside. They're inside. You get rid of them. They show up some other place inside. It's reminded me 
When I was a kid, we had just moved to New Orleans. Shout out to Nolans. Yes, definitely love Nolans. I stepped on an anthill. And that it probably was, wasn't good. No, and my parents weren't home. So someone from down the someone stopped by or whatever because I'm like shaking and crying and rubbing my legs and stuff. And they told me that I had to be careful because if they were fire ants, which they do have down there, um, I was being poisoned and I was going to like need to go to the hospital or something. So I didn't really like what they were telling me and I'd never really heard of anything like that. And then they were gone. So I didn't know what to do and my parents were gone. So I did something that will not shock you. I got on my bike and I rode to the library. And I looked it up to see. And I talked to the librarian. And I realized, yes, it could hurt you, but chances are I was going to be okay. And so I got back on my bike and I rode home and I waited for my parents to come home. And then, like, they bathed me and did all this stuff and wiped me off and put calamine or whatever they had to do at the point, at that point. Um, but I thought you'd get a kick out of that. Like I said, I was just reminded because of all the ants that I've been seeing. So kids, <laughs> millennials, this is before Google. Oh yeah, I had well, you know, this was a long time yeah. ago. This was in This was in a simpler time. It was in late it was in the middle of the 70s and Right. I was Guess what? I was locked out of the house so I couldn't get to the dictionary and I didn't have anything on me. Obviously. So I went to the library, which is where you get knowledge and information. So, pre-Google? <laughs> um there were TVs with knobs on them. Yeah, I don't know if we had a remote by then, did we? No. Okay. <laughs> there were, oh, there were only like six, seven stations. There oh, yeah, a lot. Not, yeah, barely. Yeah. That includes like PBS and stuff. You had to get your music through what they called a record. Oh, yeah. Or... At that point, a eight track. Yeah, I don't. I think I had gone beyond eight tracks by then, but yeah, records definitely records um, off the radio. I don't even think cassettes were like they were there, but they weren't yeah, I'm trying really, to say, really there. Yeah, not really until the later in the eighties. Yeah. yeah, that's when they became more um, usable and more places to your, plug it in. <laughs> your telephone had a cord. Oh yeah, yeah. And you, you could not go outside the yeah, house. Yeah, you were stuck in the kitchen or unless you had like a really long one, people would pull it into the closet and oh, stuff. Oh, you was fancy if you had the long one. Yeah, I I think I could go into the next room. That was later. Th that was down in um, Nolens because when I was up in Long Island before then, yeah, I had to stay in the kitchen and I always sat on the dishwasher and talked. Oh, and it was a thing called like a, a operator and if you couldn't get a number... There was no, like, going to Google. Oh, and yeah, right, it. right. You called the operator right. to get the number. There was 411, 411. Or if you had problems, you dialed the operator. Yeah. Yeah. There was all that stuff. For sure. All those people there. Oh. And, That's yeah. in the day. But I wasn't even inside, so I couldn't even get to the operator to find out if I needed to go to the emergency room. <laughs> so, Ooh, I went to the I library. Like that. So, that was a trip down memory lane yeah. with Belinda. I enjoyed that. <laughs> I enjoyed that a lot. I thought you would. She got on her bike and went to the one place that she knew she could get answers. Exactly. Her own 
Fortress of Solitude. Well, if you've listened to the podcast, Ode to the Library, you'll totally understand why I did it. Her love for libraries runs deep. <laughs> Her love for libraries runs very deep. Well, I'm that age. Very, that very age. deep. I am for that. I approve these messages. All right. So I got maybe one more thing. Okay. And then we can go ahead and shut it all down. All right. So I've been sitting here throughout the pandemic trying to come up with things, you know, whatever. Keep myself busy. Right. Right. We started the podcast network. Exactly. Which is good. Shout out to Question Point Pod and QP Sports Exchange, the two podcasts on this network. Yes. That's what I'm calling it. Soon we'll have like five, six shows. It's going to be great. That'll be an umbrella, right? For sure. Ooh. Okay. So I've been looking around the house for stuff to do. Okay. And some of it is getting more creative, like in my head, you know, writing stuff for the podcast right. or for whatever. Some of the stuff has been like, okay, things I want to do once pandemic ends. Oh, okay. And quite as kept has said anything to anybody. No. I've been losing weight. Yes, you have. So, you know, eating better, trying to cut down on, you know, the amount I eat and also what I eat. The chips and the candy and the ice right. cream, which we don't do anymore. Right, right. Yes. So not doing huge things, just monitoring what I eat, drink a lot more water, yeah. all that sort of no, stuff. No, it seems to have just, you did naturally. Yeah. I mean, you've done it naturally. Yeah. yeah. And the choices were natural. Uh, yeah, I just didn't want to make a huge, like, I'm going on a quest. All right. That's the first way to make it hard. <laughs> going on a quest to lose weight. So trying yeah. to make some changes, trying to see, because I got to get the weight under control. Yeah. I got two years. I have 50. And I want to be around or in a vicinity of a certain weight by okay. that time. So, okay. But I was thinking about stuff that I want to do outside. Once Wait. we get beyond the pandemic walls. Right. So, by the way, still, on this podcast, it will be mask up. So, Definitely. if you are not masking up. Don't be selfish. Stop yourself. Help yourself stop. Exactly. I've been telling you for a long time. Like I wanted to get into yoga. Yes. When I was saying it. Like I, as I said, I had to get down to a certain weight to do certain things right. or no, whatever. I understand. So the other night. What did you do? Um, I was like, okay, I'm going to try something. You're asleep. Of course. Um, I'm looking around, looked at a wall over by the front door. Oh, okay. So I was like, I'm going to go, and I'm going to slide down the wall, and I'm going to sit there for a while. Okay, well, you must have done pretty good because you didn't wake me up crying. Oh, no, that did not happen. No, I was never going to do that because you were sleeping real good. Well, so I can be woken up. Mm-mm. No, no, no. So I'm sliding down the wall. I get to a certain point where I'm like, 
my knee is now horizontal with my hips, I guess. If you oh, want okay. to call it that way. Right. Some look like I sit on a chair. Okay. Let me tell you something. That was a bad idea. Oh, honey. That was a bad idea. Aw. <laughs> Yo, that was not good. Well, you weren't sitting there when I woke up. Oh, the, the pain Aww. and the searing and the heat and the, yeah, I was like, yeah, we're going to. Yeah, we're going to let that go for a second. Is this where you've been having that mysterious pain since then? <laughs> no. Oh, no, this no. Was, okay. No, nah, I'm still having that. But Okay. No, I was just, you know, seeing yeah. what I could. No, no, definitely. See my, well, see my limitations do. and see where I needed to go. Right. But I'm going to have to start with, like, brisk walking. Yeah. And, and do it that way. Your boy is a big boy. I need to lose some weight, but um, oh. I'm on it. So we're we're working on it. But okay. it's just, it was... Yeah, I was like, mm, 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 no, check that off the list. We don't have to do that. that yeah, is that's not been a, done. That's a no-go. <laughs> Let's say. That's a no-go for you right now. Yeah. You try that at about 55, 65 pounds later. Right. Well, but I mean, but since you are, since you have lost weight, and so you realize that weight is coming off and stuff, now it should be easier to start. Like just brisk walking or just walking the block for I a time. It's going to sound crazy. I think my mental's gotten better. Well, that needs to be too. With the, with the, with the weight loss. I don't know what my mental has it, to do with my weight. It's not the weight loss. It's the gunk that you're not eating. It's the chips. It's the soda. It's the popcorn. Not the popcorn. It's the um, ice cream. I mean, because we were eating a lot of that. and Shout out to Barbecue Lays. That's, I know. Because I do love y'all. I know. But you know what made it easier? Not being able to find barbecue wavy lays has made this easier. Well, the fact that I'm just not bringing them home. Oh no, you can't. It, when you went to when we gone to the grocery store in the last four or five outings, right? The the absence of barbecue wavy lays. Oh, it made it easier. Put my heart in mourning. Cause so that's they, why you wouldn't get me any potato chips. This is terrible. <laughs> Listen. First of all, don't, if you don't are start, a don't start chip. telling us where to find them or anything like that. We don't need to know. We're happy in our um, ignorance. If you are a chip aficionado, you know what I speak of. The barbecue wavy lace. Because they're they seem to have the stuff like all through well, that's the, the ridges. Thing about ridges. Yeah. Fantastic. But yeah. don't can't find them. Yeah. See, the type I like, I really don't like the wavy Sour cream and onion or stuff like that. I like just the regular thin, sour cream and onion, full bag, single size serving. You know what I'm talking about, Carla? You know what I'm talking about, Randy? Oh, the sour cream and onion that tastes like literally <laughs> the ocean? The salt lick to you? Oh. He took like one half of one and he's like trying to get the salt off his tongue afterwards. It was funny. Well, let me explain this, right? I don't eat red meat and I don't eat pork. So I eat chicken turkey and fish right and i don't use a lot of salt i haven't i haven't right. used That's a lot of salt for salt. a long it's period of time beef. it's the yeah. salt but i'm just saying these are like my as unhealthy as i am right these are the certain things that i just don't right eat. no i know i mean you do do healthy things so the funny thing is she gave me a sour cream and onion chip you used to like them let me tell you something i ate this thing and i was like Oh, no. It's because you hadn't had chips in so long because oh, we had no. stopped eating. And then you had one like nine months later. And that was it. It was so salty. 
It, it literally felt like somebody was pouring salt down my throat. Yeah. That's what it felt like. Didn't didn't work very well. I, however, seem to still like them. She still likes them a lot. <sighs> but that's okay. I'm, I'm going to get better again and stop eating them. And Belinda, why don't you tell us your love for Coca-Cola? No, I was going to do that on the next one because we have like a whole thing with Coke. So let's pre-sell that. But we will be speaking about Coca-Cola the soda on the next episode. We'll figure it out. On that note, we're going to close it up and... I'm going to tell you to have a week, but have a week of a servant's heart. Have a week. Go check on your neighbor. Go um, Go do something for somebody. Speak to somebody you haven't spoken to in a while and see if you can mend some fences. I'm going to try to lead the podcast every week on something like this because um, I guess that's where my heart is right now. So... You guys go out and, and touch somebody's life, if you can. Yes, definitely. I will be doing that this week. I will be trying to figure out different ways that I can do it. Thank you very much for joining us. Just multitudes of thanks and love to everybody that we've mentioned, everybody that we haven't mentioned. Just you have led us to this, and you've led us to just be happier. You know what we forgot, though? I'm trying to find mine. Is that what you're talking about? The Twitter's. And Instagrams. Okay, so I found my Twitter. What is it? Question point underscore B. For Vince, it's question point underscore V. As in? Victory. Yes. Okay, the gram is question point underscore pod underscore Belinda. As in B. And Instagram for me is... Question point, underscore pot, underscore events. And that's where you'll find me. And then we do have a Twitter for the actual pot, which is QP underscore pot. Right. Correct? Yes. And then the Instagram for the pod is question point, underscore pod. So those are all the social media situations at this point. We're still efforting the Facebook like the own page for Question Point Pod, just so everybody knows. There's a lot of work that goes into it. Um, I want to thank my wife, Belinda, who is the co-host. She does a lot of work behind the scenes. I do a lot of work you behind the scenes. You do a scenes. lot of posting, yeah. Um, but it's up to everyone. So we're a community, and we want to continue to do this for you, and we are going to continue to do this for you, whether it's 35 or 135,000 people. We are going to continue to do this for you each and every week. So I'll say again, I would like you to go out and touch somebody. Go out and mend a fence with a friend. Go out and talk to somebody you haven't talked to in a while. And have yourself a week. Have a great one. Bye. Bye.